0: Welcome to our podcast, Coffee and Tea with Nick and Dee. Grab your cups and get ready for a coffee break. Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Tea with Nick and, and Dee. <laughs> No, no extra spin on it this week. I thought I was supposed to no. I know, right? No, not this time. <laughs> I don't
1: know why though. I just I don't
0: know why. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys, so we are going to jump right into this podcast today because I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited because we are recording this podcast on Monday, September twenty eighth, 2020, and tomorrow, Tuesday, September 29, are you ready? Are That's you ready? It's National Coffee Day! It's <laughs> <laughs> time to get caffeinated, <laughs> ah, 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 we're going to get oh, caffeinated, we're going to get ca- to can I get some? Can I get some background? A beat? Can uh, you or something? Come on, uh, some oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, about to I'm sorry. to get caffeinated. <clears throat> I'm about to get No, you're off beat, man. No, I'm off, man. Okay. okay, never mind. Uh-oh. You ruined it. It's Uh-oh. over. It's over. The moment. My bad, better. y'all. My bad. Um, I'm but anyway,
1: tomorrow. Okay. That's probably off too.
0: National <laughs> Coffee Day. It is. It's real off, girl. No, I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> So you guys know I I live for a cup of coffee, like uh, warm you, you you already know. You guys know. So I'm really excited that tomorrow's national coffee day because what's better than coffee other than free coffee, okay? Huh? So I am not giving you guys any recipes, but I am about to give you all the tea or should I say coffee? <laughs> oh, God. On <laughs> like all the different places that are offering um, free or close to free um, coffee drinks. So, of course, you know, we got to start with the Big Wigs. I'm not going to get into a lot of places that are local, but I will tell you guys about all the Big Wigs. If you want to know about your favorite coffee spot in New York City, be sure to check around or Google or call them and ask them because I'm sure they're offering something as this This is an actual national holiday and has been for a few years now. So Mm -hmm. 7-Eleven, I actually used to love 7-Eleven coffee, like iced coffee back in the day. Okay. But um, if you have the 7-Eleven rewards app, um, they will give you any size coffee for $1. That's their deal. Barnes and Mm -hmm. Noble. Um, you can get a free hot or um, iced tall coffee with any purchase of any item um, from their bakery at the store, cafes, in Barnes & Noble. Uh, who else is having uh, coffee bean? Coffee bean is um, pretty popular, coffee bean and tea leaf. So with any food or beverage purchase over $2, you get a free regular-sized coffee. So Ooh. that's their thing. And, of course, we all know Dunkin'. America runs on Dunkin'. Holla at me, Dunkin'. You see how I did that? I even, y'all, used y'all slogan and everything. <laughs> okay. I used your slogan. <laughs> oh so with any purchase at Dunkin' Donuts, you get a free medium hot or iced coffee at restaurants and that's nationwide. Um, oh. Godiva is doing 30% off their coffee bags at um, boutiques and also online. Uh, Jack in the Box. If you have a Jack in the Box near you, shout out to the West Coast. Get a free regular hot or iced coffee with any um, app purchase. Krispy Kremes. Everyone can get a free brewed coffee. No purchase is necessary, so yeah. that's great. But if you're a rewards member with them, you can get a free coffee plus a free donut of your choice. So you can always sign up
1: real quick. It's free. Um,
0: of course mcdonald's is nationwide um with mcdonald's their deal is you (laughs) purchase five drinks and get one free mcdonald's sit down because child (laughs) right right. five five for one i should even tell you that Uh, um anyway who else do we have we also have starbucks of course um they are doing if you are a loyalty member which is free um you can order a no i'm sorry if you're a loyalty member you you earn free stars toward uh free drinks and food and that actually starts now before tuesday and then on tuesday if you order a grande or larger beverage you get a free drink loaded to your account Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. sign up if you're not already signed up and i think that's enough you guys can go um, like I said, if you have a favorite coffee spot or a spot that you like to get coffee from, remember that tomorrow, Tuesday, um, September 29th, is it 29th or 28th? 29th, yes. 29th, is, yes. National Coffee Day. So. Check your favorite coffee spots and see what they have to offer. But hopefully you guys can score a free cup of coffee, and it will totally make your day. Like, I know it's going to make mine because
1: I'm just going to be driving around. It's going to be all over it. It's going to be ridiculous. I are going to have pictures TV. up of you banning you from, like, every place Listen, that free has is coffee, free. even Walmart. They're going
0: to be like, no, uh, she can't come here. No, so, well, I don't want to go to Walmart. So that's the whole other thing in itself. I'll take Target. <laughs> Target has Starbucks inside anyway. A lot of them. So you can have Walmart. I don't want it. Walmart. No, Walmart. Walmart. If you want to be a sponsor, though, I'm still we're still here for it. You know. I mean, I'm just saying. No offense. Oh, All right, Medina. So that's my that's my tea break. I mean, my coffee break for today. So what are we talking about today? what are we having into?
1: so today bump 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 y'all get ready re- okay, so today we're going to be doing a somewhat of a continuation of last week and we will be diving into sexual taboos and why they are taboos because I'm going to tell you something. I've been looking into some of this stuff, and I'm thinking to myself, uh, I don't really think that that's a so sexual taboo. I just think that we're so not used to doing that that it seems taboo. Mm-hmm. It's not. You know what I mean? I'm one of those people who believe in whatever you do in your bedroom is your business. Yes, I agree. That's all I'm saying. Like, hey, I, that's all I'm saying. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying.
0: I That's, want all
1: to I'm discuss that. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. Because I kind of want to discuss it because I think that a lot of times taboo is just, I don't know. I think it's just somebody who made something up because they got a stick up their butt and, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, is that I mean, wrong
0: because, to say? I mean, who has the say-so to tell you what to do, like you said, when you are in your own bedroom, what you do under your own roof? is your personal business. So I kinda feel like who is there, I mean, watching you and like, nope, that's wrong. You're not supposed to be doing that. That's
1: wrong. Like Right. Where's the who made this rule book? Who made this rule book? Right. Right. And some of the stuff that I'm gonna kinda talk about about different cultures and stuff, Mm y'all gonna be like, Wait, what? Yeah, probably gonna like race to these places. (laughs) Y'all gonna be like,
0: "What? I can do this?"
1: Yeah, I just want to be clear,
0: also, that uh, for you guys that don't know what taboo means, taboo is in the sexual sense. It refers to practices that are not, I guess, generally prohibited because of whether it's religious or you know social pressures, but it's a whole plethora of yeah.
1: reasons as to
0: why it may or may not be uh you know appropriate quote unquote right so with that right. being said what do you have on the list because i feel it coming on that you about to be real extra with this <laughs> so
1: <laughs> kind of kind of kind of not. Okay. So the first thing that I kind of want to talk about that I feel is done in a lot of bedrooms, um mm-hmm. that people don't want to admit to is a lot of BDSM or most people just know it as S&M. So okay. the BDSM basically stands for bondage and discipline, dominance and submission, and um and mesochism. Mm-hmm. and if you guys are not sure what I'm talking about, if you've seen the movie Fifty Shades of Grey, that's exactly mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Like that's a prime example, a prime example of BDSM, and I it's something that I feel like a lot of people are taboo about, or feel like it's a taboo, um, even though you're probably practicing this and you don't even realize that you're practicing this, even on very small levels, I think Mm -hmm. we all have. So, like, in Fifty Shades of Grey, of course, it seems very extreme because my man had a room where he had all this stuff going on, and he liked liked to be the dominant, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And he liked for uh, the woman to be the submissive. And there was also the the bondage and the discipline in there, you know, when he was spanking her. And if you haven't seen the movie, go see the movie. You'll see what I'm talking about. Now, I didn't see two and three. I didn't see, like, the second one and the third one. Um, but the first one was very, whew, okay. But I don't think what a lot of us realize or a lot of people realize that even the slightest little bit you're actually doing is, You're with your spouse, whether you're a man listening to this or a woman listening to this, and you're with your spouse, and they hold your hands down or they blindfold you. That is, in some way, a form of it because, Mm -hmm. you know, you're being tied up or tied down or held down or something like that. When you get spanked on your booty, that... (laughs) Okay. That is a form uh-huh. a of when you're getting on your That is a form of discipline. So I want people to understand that if you're thinking that this is a taboo thing, it's really not, because you're probably practicing it all the time and you don't even realize that you're practicing it just because you're not doing it on that grand scale, um mm-hmm. you know, fifty shades of gray thing. And so I want us uh, to kind of get away from that because it's not a bad thing number one you're in your bedroom doing your thing with your partner that is your business do what you want to do that's all i'm saying. like i don't have a problem with that but i want us to kind of get out of this mind frame of oh my god like who's doing that and why are they doing that listen you guys need to forget that there was a sexual revolution in the 60s that it loosened people up, but it's it, it seems like we're still uptight. And, you know, it's like we stress out over these things when we really shouldn't be stressed out over these things. like, get over it. Mm-hmm. It's not taboo. If you're enjoying yourself with your partner, that is not taboo. Just do right. what you do and walk away and throw your hair back to the side and kick your leg back and be like, yeah, I did that thing.
0: Hey, get the hell mm-hmm. over it. You know? And as you mentioned, so, like a lot of people are doing stuff that, you know, they, you're technically doing it. You might not be doing right. it on the same scale as somebody else that has the whips and the chains and all the things, but you're still doing it. So don't right. frown upon somebody that's doing it because mm, chances are you're probably engaging in a little bit of it yourself and don't even, like you said, realize it. Right.
1: So Right. Yeah. And I, I personally think it's really healthy um, to explore that um, mm-hmm. because you find out what you like and what you don't like and what turns you on and what doesn't turn you on. And you're not going to know that unless you um, experiment with it. I mean, at least that's how I see it. <laughs> Um, And another thing is I find that, you know, women take, take this. I think we take it a little bit harder. Like we find things to be more taboo than um, a man would. Not that men don't, because I'm sure that there are a lot of men out here who, who do, who will be like, no, we shouldn't do that or whatever. But I think women take it just a little bit harder um, just because, like we talked about on the last um, uh, episode that we did, you know, <clears throat> it's ingrained in us to be more, you know, reserved and held back and waiting till you're married and things like that. Those are the things that are kind of, I wouldn't say beaten into us, but are like kind of like, well, I guess you can say in you know, in a kind of way beaten into us mentally to believe that that's what we're supposed to do and um, wait until you're married and don't do this and be reserved and don't, you know, Uh but no, no, no. (laughs) Oh, God, no. I'm telling you to do your thing. And, And, you know, I don't want to go off course
0: either, but a lot of people, that's how a lot of people find themselves in a rut. They find themselves not being able to Mm -hmm. actually enjoy sex because a lot of people are into a lot of things and they're too embarrassed to voice their opinion about certain things that they like on the, you know, on the sense of that. It's too taboo, like no, you know, I might like that, but no, I don't tell because it's embarrassing. well, I feel like you know the person right. is gonna think I'm disgusting, or the person is gonna judge me, and right. a lot of people end up not being able to truly enjoy sex and they're unfulfilled in their sex life because they feel like it's boring, it's stale. it's the same mm-hmm. thing over and over again, and although we're creatures of habit. Nobody really likes to fall in a routine, especially when it comes to sex. So, right. um, you know, I think it it is important for people to, you know, speak up when it comes to sex and say what they like and approach mm-hmm. their partner and say, you know, hey, can we try this? Or, hey, have you ever heard of this? Let me explain it to you. I, you know what I mean? Like, get right. comfortable both with um, experimenting um, different things, especially if it's something that you're interested in, because it could be something that's taboo that you're either interested in and tried with another partner because you know, every partner is not the same. Everybody likes different things. So you may have had a partner that likes something and then your new partner doesn't like it and your next partner right. may love it or may not like it or never heard of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, you right. have people that are maybe interested, they may have never tried something but they're interested. Or, you know, maybe they've never heard of it but they're willing to try. So
1: right.
0: it's always right. important to voice your opinion. And I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're of a certain age, you're grown, I hope that you're dating somebody that's of age like, or oh, you're going to jail. Um, so <laughs> 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 you know, clean like, right Nobody should <laughs> feel you know, embarrassed, you know, you're grown. Approach your right. partner. Up you. So, you know, I hope that you're with someone that is mature enough to understand and to have the conversation, hey, I would like to try this, and for them to whether they're interested or not interested, to not judge you after it's all said and done. So,
1: here's
0: that. Right. I just wanted to say that.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, it's interesting because, you know, when you think about it um we are we i I don't know how to say this without making it sound a little bad and i don't mean for it to but like i know here in the us we make it seem like the brits are really uptight you know when Mm -hmm. it comes to things like sex and just in general you know um i know that they have a lot of status um like like a lot of they're very big on status over there from what i'm understanding from what i've seen of of other like british actors and actresses who've you know been interviewed they talk about how um status is like a really big thing over there and to some degree they make them see it makes it seem like they're very uptight but it's funny because even though they seem to be uptight when you watch some of their TV shows and things like that, it, it almost shows an opposite side of them. Like it's either they're super uptight or they're not. Like anybody who mm-hmm. grew up, um, especially people who are uh, older, maybe like in their 50s and things like that, when Monty Python was around and some of the other British shows, they didn't seem uptight. Monty Python, um, when they made their movie, like, The Meaning of Life, The Holy Grail, um, The Life of Brian, things like that, they they were completely opposite of uptight. And so I feel like we as the Brits, I mean, we and the Brits are kind of looked at as an uptight community or uptight countries or whatever you want to say. And I kind of get the feeling that maybe we are because when I started doing a little more research into like um, sexual practices of other countries, um, we are kind of lightweight. I'm just be honest with you. Like, I was reading some of the stuff and I was like, I don't I think, think we have our community. I don't think we're
0: lightweight. I think that. You don't? Know, okay. Light- No, I think it's just sort of a situation where um, it is – we're classy, you know? We're classy, but it's like we do our things in the dark. Like, we're going to go ahead and make this a law. You can't do this. You can't do that. But, you know what I'm saying, we're not – you know what I mean? Prosecuting you if we – you know what I mean? It's kind of like I think that a lot of people – do things and just in general, most people I'll say mm-hmm. do things and you know of course they're not going to shout to the rooftops you know what they're doing so I think we do a lot of things like undercover I think that yeah it's yeah. a lot of yeah stuff yeah I do you know we we do that it's just kind of like okay well I do it and it's not you know anybody else's business or I'm going to do it and you know I'm I, there's no need for me to talk about it kind of thing right. but um. Okay, so the next thing I do want to talk about, though,
1: is Mm -hmm.
0: how you kind of said something about a lot of people do things, um, the uh, BDSM, and they don't realize that they're doing it. I think another thing that people do and they don't realize that they do it, well, they realize that they do it, but they don't think of it, but um, voyeurism and being like an exhibitionist, Yes, I think people yes. definitely, definitely like to look or mm-hmm. be watched, and they don't really, like, I think we all do. Like, I think we all do, but we're not going to say, oh, I'm
1: exhibitionist,
0: or, oh, you know, I'm right. You know, but we do. Like, I'm just, like, half the people that, if you watch porn, you like to watch people, Netflix, so there you go.
1: Right. Right.
0: I will say, even, don't judge me, y'all, but I do enjoy a little (laughs) bit of exhibition. I do, because, now, I don't want to get caught caught, mm -hmm, but I do like the feeling of maybe somebody is possibly watching me. Maybe, like, a blind open or, like, you know... Outside, but not in public. Public, like kind of like off to the side right. somewhere, maybe. Right, right. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are into into being watched and watching others because think about mm-hmm. it. Like if you were like walking by and you see somebody like doing something they don't have no business, your natural instinct is to look and be like, "Ooh,
1: ooh, right, right." <laughs>
0: Like, yeah. hey. Hey,
1: y'all say, come here, let's, y'all say, look. yeah, yeah, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I think a lot more people, um, don't like to admit that as well that they are an exhibitionist in warriorism. But that was another thing that, um, I thought about when you were saying a lot of people don't like to, um, they probably don't realize. That
1: is a taboo sex thing for them. That is a thing. What else taboo? Well, it's funny, though, that you even said that because I read an article while I was kind of researching this stuff. I read an article where a man was saying that he and his wife decided that they wanted to try something new. So they invited um, a person that they knew over Mm -hmm. to watch them have sex. And Mm -hmm. that like, he and his wife thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it, and they wanted to do more of it, but the person that they invited was a female, and um, she had decided, like, she really didn't want to do that again. Like, it Mm -hmm. it wasn't like an angry or upset thing. She was just like, oh, yeah, that was cool, but I don't really want to do that again. And so it was interesting that, that you know, that they explored this together as a couple and they realized that something that they like. It's not that they wanted to invite another person in to actually have sex with them, but they just enjoyed being watched by another mm-hmm. person that they knew. And yeah, so they yeah. realize that now. And so now they're like, oh man, we enjoyed that and we don't really have anybody else that we trust that we want <laughs> mm-hmm. to bring in to, you know, to experience this or have us experience that again. So I just thought that that was very interesting um, that I even read that. But I think that it was cool that they did it together, like collectively, Mm -hmm. and they realized together that that's something that they like and that they want to do again in the future without there even being any Uh, hang-ups.
0: Kudos for them. That's a good thing, you know,
1: for them, you know. (laughs) Kudos for them,
0: for them owning it, knowing what they wanted to do, trying it. And then being like, A, I like it, B, I don't, and let's discuss it and, you know, get on the same page or not because, I mean, for a lot of people, sometimes that can also go, you know, one person may love it, one person may hate it, and it's kind of like, uh-oh. Right, right,
1: right. (laughs) Right. So I found that to be interesting. next topic I wanted to talk about is having multiple partners. Like, that Um, seems... To be a thing that I can understand why a lot of people would have issue with, it. um, coming from a marriage, you know, monogamy, you know, mm-hmm. background that I think most of us actually come from. You know, your parents are married. That's the person you're spend, supposed to spend your the rest of your life with. That's the person who you're supposed to be with. You shouldn't be, you know, um. You mean
0: I don't mean with true. anybody
1: else. You, Intimacy. I just want
0: to be clear. You mean multiple partners at one time or multiple partners at different times?
1: Um, I am talking. <laughs> because talking I mean, both. you know, okay. I'm actually talking both, but I'm mainly talking about polyamory. Okay. Where you have multiple lovers, okay. um, not necessarily at one time.
0: At the same time. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Um, and this, that's another thing that seems to be taboo. Um but I'm going to be honest, there are times where I even question, you know, we're with our partners, and most of us are with our partners for life, um, and we are very happy being that way. But there are times where I wonder, are we supposed to be this way, or is this something that's just been um kind of thrust upon us for hundreds of years to believe that mm-hmm. that's the way that we're supposed to be? and I I don't think that there's anything wrong with it if that's where you are, you know, you know, in, in, in your idea of what a relationship is. If that's what your idea of a relationship is, and, and if that's what you're comfortable with, I think that that's what you should do. And I don't think that that should be a taboo thing, and I don't think people should look down on another person because they're like, oh, no, I believe in polyamory. I don't believe that, you know, we're supposed to be with one person for the rest of our lives. I believe that we're supposed to explore and be with multiple people. Um, mm-hmm. because a lot of people don't believe in soulmates, a lot of people don't sure. you know, and so that's just another one of those things that I kind of want to be like, oh, okay, people get over it because this polyamory is actually growing it's a growing right. um i don't know I don't know if the proper word is culture, but um it's 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 growing it's growing in in different uh, parts of the world, it's growing. It's even growing here in the U.S., so that's just another one of those things that I feel we need to kind of let go of what "quote unquote" tradition is, because mm-hmm. tradition is not what the world sees; it's it's what we feel and we see for ourselves, you know. So that's just. One of I mean,
0: my... I listen if it works for you, because a lot of these people, like I was listening. To an interview, um, I forget the lady's name, but was it an interview? I think mean, it was on YouTube. It was either YouTube or a podcast I was listening to, but um, mm-hmm. this lady, she was a polygamist, and um, she had two husbands? Two husbands and, like, a whole bunch of boyfriends. Mm-hmm. And um. Like she was happy, she was very happy. She was very, and I, generally speaking, I'm a good, like I can read somebody pretty well. She was mm-hmm. really, really happy. <laughs> That's the only word that I can think of. She was happy, like oh, in a, okay, in a in a great place. They had created um because her and her actual husband um i think they had like three kids or four kids together or something like that but mm-hmm. um and then the second husband had like two kids and they were like all living under one roof and it was like she was explaining that they had created like such a a a, a a community of family, and you know, having two fathers is better than having just one. And helping out with the kids and the men, the mm. husbands, they lean on each other. And she was elated. She was all I okay. while telling this story. And some people, they, mm. they, they feel like hey, this is the best thing for me. The more, the merrier. I can get this from husband A, this from husband B. Um, if husband A and B, maybe I can get something from C, D, E, and F, G, boyfriends, like, and they would all, like, they all know each other. They all hang out together. They all, you know, have family time together. It was really, really interesting, to say the least. Um, you know, I'm not into it. Mm -hmm. I'm too jealous for that kind of stuff. Like, sir, respectfully, ma'am, respectfully, I probably get (laughs) you in the back of the damn head. That's just me. You probably just get hit in the back of the head. Like, I'm not the person that can have a threesome. I'm not the person that can do none of that. So, (laughs) listen, like, a whole threesome. You'll just see me on the news. Like, female Mm. 34 years old has husband and lover. They invited him to the event, <laughs> like just no, 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 no. Like so, but I mean, again, but it's not my place to, you know, um, judge somebody else that's doing that in their um, way of thinking and their their way of life. I mean, I'm just the type of person that whatever works for you, whatever makes you happy, as long as you're living in your truth. Hey,
1: mm-hmm. none of my business.
0: But I just found it to be very, very interesting, um, her whole, like, living situation. And I was actually surprised that she was actually a black woman. And, mm-hmm. and you know, normally, like, polygamists, you normally see mostly males, too. Like, they have multiple wives, not the other way around. So I thought it was, like, really, really interesting. I'm going to find um her information. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. hmm
1: Yep. Okay, go. I don't I uh. Yeah, I don't know how to feel
0: about. I don't. come on, girls. I'm gonna get you a second husband as well. Um, Pete too. You gonna have to take the upstairs bedroom. You and the new husband gonna take the downstairs bedroom, and y'all all all gonna live happily ever after. Can you imagine?
1: Hell, y'all. You all can (laughs) not even. I'm gonna tell y'all something. Like, even though I have no problem with people doing like polyamory and all of this other stuff, listen, I can barely deal with myself. You want me to deal with two husbands, girl? No, no, no. That's a lot. Never. And then
0: you gotta remember, like, what if somebody gets pregnant? Like, and then you start bringing more kids into, like,
1: right. Right That's now, you <laughs> now you got a That's whole situation. Now you got a whole situation that I'm just not. Yeah, but some people I love, love it. Some it. people love it. They're here for it. So hey, do them, do I them. Mean, yeah, because they're. I mean, they've kind of made TV shows about this in a roundabout uh-huh. kind of way, where the man has um, several wives and kids by these several wives, but I think yeah. there's like a main wife and then, you know, I haven't looked very much into that aspect of um that type of relationship, but I mean that's just kinda what I know about it. Yeah. Anyway. And then the last topic I wanna talk about so we can just keep moving on is body hair. What is the deal? Like
0: <laughs> 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 Oh God. I am because
1: I'm hairy. I'm hairy. Go ahead. Go ahead. And that's the thing. Me too. Like, I am a fur bunny. Like, for real, for real. It's like I'm kind of like Barilla. But the thing is, like, what is the big deal? Like, are we as women putting this upon ourselves more so than the men are? Like, because I'm going to tell you something. My husband does not really care like that. Like, he's always been like, okay, like, you don't have to shave or you don't have to wax like that. He's like, you know, what? why are you – it's like he's telling me you're putting too much attention on something that I could give two damn about. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm wondering, is it us that created this pressure? Or was it men who initially started this and then we as women started to tell each other, Ooh, men don't like that. When in all actuality and talking to a few men, they're like, Oh, for the most part, they don't really care. Like they of course they're not uh, I disagree. To. I disagree.
0: I disagree. Because I have seen a lot of I've seen and I've heard a lot of men that don't like care. Like I don't at feel all. like it's that serious. No, not at all. Like, not oh, even I'm not just talking about on the vaginal area. I'm talking about um, underarm. I'm talking about um, legs. Everywhere. You know, legs. legs. Yeah, everywhere. Like, there are some okay. men that do not like their women with body hair. But I don't understand mm. it just because. I understand it from a certain standpoint because if you are, you know, a man and you're eating this woman's vagina every night, you don't want hair in your mouth, you know, if that's Mm -hmm. your preference, that's something that you'd like to do. And vice versa, if you're a woman and you like, um, you know, performing oral on your man, Mm -hmm. you don't want to have, Hair caught up in your teeth, but hmm. at the but at the same time, like I can understand it as a preference, but I don't feel like okay. it should be the end all be all. It shouldn't be a deal breaker. Like, but right. I have, I, the only reason I say I disagree because I I I know men, I've heard uh-huh. men, I've experienced it myself because I'm a hairy woman. Like my sideburns are long as hell. So you can imagine the mm-hmm. hair everywhere else I got hair every fucking where. And um <laughs> you know, I and I'm a natural person. Like I like I try to be as natural as possible. I'm not saying mm-hmm. I don't get waxed or get shaved or anything like that, but honestly for me, I feel like it like I most of the time do it during like if I know I have like somewhere to go or I know if I'm trying to like be somewhere like if like I'm not a obsessive over it. Like some women, they go and they get Brazilians every you know, two to three weeks. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think it also has a lot to do with um, being in a relationship too because I feel like if you're with somebody and you've been with that person for a while, I feel like it becomes like, it's not that important. Like hair is not you know, an end all be all. Like but right. some, men, it, some men, it's a requirement for them. And I think it's ridiculous. Like, come on. It is, like, right? Sir, ma'am, um, I'm just the type of person that feels like if hair is, things are in places because they're supposed to be there. They 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 is, are. Like, you know, don't let it get out of control. No, right. I don't mean that. Right, you know,
1: right, right. You right.
0: can maintain, have maintenance, nice little landscaping going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but some people, they just, they don't want to see it at all. I, so I think it's both men and women. I think men, certain okay. men obsess about it, and I think women are obsessed about it even more because men have made it uh, for thing.
1: Okay. Made it a thing. Okay. Because, yeah. So, so we're on um, opposite ends. You, you, you've experienced more men saying, I I don't like it. And I've experienced more men saying, eh, whatever. It doesn't really bother me. Now they have said, kind of like what you said, as long as it's not out of control, like as long as, you know, you're not walking around looking like Cousin It, you know, I'm cool, but You know, at the same time, a little you know, a little hair down there is not going to bother them. They're like, it doesn't really bother me like that. Like I really can tell. But I just find it interesting um, because (laughs) I don't think that it should be that big of a deal. Like we are all born with hair, underarm hair, pubic hair. You know, we're all born with it, and we, like you said, it's there for a reason. Um, Especially Mm -hmm. for women, you know, it's used um, to help protect um, from um, infection and issues as actually a buffer from cold weather, things like that. So it's just very interesting um, to have uh, dealt with, you know, few men or hearing few men say it. But for the most part, uh, you know, I've encountered most men saying that they don't really care. But even those few men that said, I had to be like, really? But I don't see you shaving your armpit for (laughs) me. I don't see you shaving your legs for me. So what happens if you know what? What if I want a bowling ball? What if I don't want hair? (laughs) Are you going to go with that or bowling ball? Like, that's not what I'm trying to say. I personally, yes. I do get wax. I'm going to let y'all know. I do get wax. But I get wax because during that time of month, I don't like that. I just don't like that feeling. Um, mm-hmm. And mostly it's just during the summertime. Um, and during the wintertime, it's just every now and again. But it's mostly just because I don't like that feeling when it's hot and it's that time of the month. I just don't like the way that feels. So that's mostly why. Uh-huh. I do. Um, but it's not to satisfy nobody else's visual and like I I really don't care less. If you don't want to deal with it, then don't. <laughs> I know how to take care of myself, bruh. Listen, the
0: most important thing is that I hope that you are taking care of your actual vagina and your actual penis. And know that um no hair is in the inside of the vagina, so um you won't feel right. it. Once you something there and you get to stroking, okay? Hello, <laughs> thank and, you. And half of, these, half, half, of, half of these people that are saying, oh, they don't like hair this, they don't like hair that are like the main people that just have sex with any and everything.
1: Like, mm-hmm. how dare mm-hmm. you try to have a preference? Like, right, else. right. Talk about clean workspace. You want a clean workspace? Then I thought you to take your ass to your office and clean and up your bed. The main people that me. be wanting
0: a clean workspace be having a dirty workspace when you get back to their office. Like,
1: uh, thank, there, there you go.
0: Uh, there you go. I digress. So, anyway, yeah. speaking of, I do want to get on to, on to, on to something because you did mention mm-hmm. that when you're on your period that mm-hmm. you
1: do this. So,
0: um, another type of thing is period sex. You're Right, sex. period sex. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. have
0: period sex or to not have period sex. That's easy question. Mm-hmm. I don't um, feel like it should
1: be taboo.
0: Like, come on.
1: Come on. I don't, yeah, I don't think it should be either. I I think that, again, that's a sexual preference. Mm-hmm. If, hey, if you rock with it and it works for you, hey, let that work for you. That's, that's really all I got to say about that. It, 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 what? What? Like, who am I to say? <laughs> who, that's
0: all I got to say. Like, who am yeah, I to say? I think I totally agree. I think that it is a preference. I mean, I think that all of these are preferences.
1: Let's be clear.
0: Right. Um, but what I don't understand people, oh, blood this, blood that. But if you, you're getting vaginal secretions on mm-hmm. you, you're getting vaginal mm-hmm. secretions on the condom. So they're both. Right you know, I, I don't understand. They're <laughs> they're both liquid, right. you know? Exactly. So, uh, I don't understand. Exactly. One's red, one's clear, one's white. Like, I don't know. Like, they all... Yeah. There you, you know, go. You're, you're, it's just a different color at this point. It's you know? all...
1: Right. It's That's all.
0: literally the only... Um, and I think it's more so, like... And a lot of women, they... Um, we do experience, um, you know... Uh, bad um, menstrual cycle, so a lot of cramping, Mm -hmm. a lot of... So, of course, if it's a situation where you are not in the mood, you just do not want to do it. But um, I actually find that I am um, more... uh, I am actually more turned on during my menstrual cycle. I don't know, a lot, like okay. a lot of women, it's a common thing that a lot of women, they actually, I guess because of the hormones, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of women um, find themselves very horny around the time of their menstrual cycle. So, uh,
1: Yeah, I, I have, I yeah, I've read that, and I found that that has happened to me a couple of times where I've been like, wait a minute, I'm on my cycle. Why am I? Oh, why is am it. I feeling randy right now? What is, going on? what is going on? But I'm one of those people who I'm not comfortable doing that time of the month, so I can't do it just because mm-hmm. I'm like, I just feel like, oh, my God, no, can this cycle please be over? Like, please just let the cycle be over. But I have experienced that a few times where I've been like, oh,
0: oh, oh, yeah. did I did that.
1: Yeah, I've
0: done it. I've done it. It's not a common thing for me, but, I mean,
1: I've I've, I've totally done it. I I would say I I did earlier on, like Mm -hmm. earlier um, years and years and years and years and years years ago uh, before my cycles got, um, because my cycles ended up getting heavier, which made me more uncomfortable. So, mm-hmm. but before that, I had tried it and I was like, oh, it's not bad, but you know, I don't eh, like, no, no, I was just like, eh, <laughs> but I can live without it, you know. Yeah. But it yeah. wasn't one of those things where I was like, oh my god, it is this like, no, it wasn't that. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, eh. right, no, it wasn't that. It was just like, eh, all right, I did it, eh, okay, yeah. Next, <laughs> you know, because again. <laughs> just trying stuff to see what you like, what you don't like, you know? Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that was all really the taboos that I had. So, I don't know <laughs> if you have anything that is my darling.
0: No, I don't have. Oh, you know what? I do. I do. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Um, I just say anal sex. And I feel like Although, anal okay. sex, it's still, I feel like so many people do it, mm-hmm. and it's still considered taboo. Right. You know what I mean? Um. I feel like you have people that are like, uh-uh, like, don't touch my butt, both men and women, are like, sometimes, like, don't go over my butt, you know, it's a homosexual thing you know <laughs> I feel like um, yeah. a lot of people uh-huh. they kind of like no like on certain side of the spectrum but you have people like I've heard people say that like anal sex is so pleasurable now I've never had anal sex I tried it one time and I was like I'm good love Um enjoy <laughs> enjoy because peace I- Good. This I'm is good. not I'm yeah, gonna holler no. at y'all. I'm a holler. I'm gonna holler at y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm um, doing. but you yeah. do have people that actually enjoy it. Like I know someone that likes it more than sex vaginally. And I mean, obviously it must be a good thing because you do have um men that are um gay or bi and I mm-hmm. mean they ain't going back because is nasty or they ain't going back because it don't feel good. So, I mean, obviously at some point I guess it turns as pleasurable because, child, it wasn't pleasurable to me. But I guess at yeah. some point, I guess as you get comfortable, um, it becomes pleasurable. But um, I feel like it's really, really taboo even for, like, men and women, like, having sex like a lot of men um, don't want to bring it up, they want to do it, uh-huh. they want to try it, but they don't want to bring it up mm-hmm. to the woman because they may feel as if the woman might feel like, you know, he might be uh gay or bisexual Sometimes or he's not, yeah, yeah, those type of things. So I think that that is what kind of makes it on the brink of taboo, but I feel like so many people have anal sex, but, you know, right. for whatever reason, it's still considered like a taboo um, sex, so, yeah.
1: Right. Um, so with that one, uh, I will say I did meet a girl once who said that she does not ever have sex without having anal sex. She was like, when I have sex, I have to have anal sex, anal sex as well. She was like, I don't, she was like, I, that's not, she said that that's basically not even a,
0: um, it's not up for debate. Like,
1: like, like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not up for debate. You you, I, she's taking it both ways. She's not even. You better be down for it, or else ain't nothing happening. <laughs> like, like that's how she felt about it. Like it's happening, or it ain't happening at all. Like it's happening, or nothing's happening, or oh, nothing's wow. happening. And I was like, yeah. well, damn. I was like, okay, well. And she was like, I'm just. She was like, I'm just that way. But she was also married, and. Mm-hmm. This, her and her husband, it wasn't like she was just out there, like, <laughs> getting it in every which way was right. married, And that was just um, something that was established between her and her husband. And, you know, he enjoyed it, she enjoyed it, and it worked for them. And I was like, okay, you know, that works for y'all. I'm not tripping on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally am not a person who enjoys it, but that's me. Right. The next ten people may be like, "Girl, I got to have it." But I'm like, "Oh, you can have it. Ah, uh, that I'm good. that that's okay. Like, no, 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 no. We no, ma'am. That's a lot. That's a lot. No, sir. <laughs> no, ma'am. No, sir. Just no. So yeah, I and I I, I don't have you know anything to say about that like i said at the end of the day i just don't feel like it's for me and i um don't have anything to say about somebody who feels like it does mm-hmm. again what you do in your bedroom is your business absolutely period um, right so and that's that's hey, all i well, am have. To
0: and that's all I had to say about that. So what you got? What you got first? us?
1: <laughs> so, okay. So my tea of today actually deals with the topic that we were just talking about. So I want to just kind of do really quick brief um, list, uh, talk about some cultures and just list very briefly what these cultures do that are completely foreign to us here in the u.s one is not foreign but a couple oh. of them are mm-hmm. So, so <laughs> yeah so in the cook islands um the place is called i think it's called Mangia. Uh, the tribe has sex mentors so when a boy in the Mangia tribe turns 13 he's taken away from the village by an older man and then for the next Um, Two weeks, he learns about all things sex. So, but they don't show him like how to put on a condom or, you know, anything like that. He'll be taught like all kinds of lady pleasing positions. Okay. And they put a heavy focus on the partner achieving um, multiple orgasms. Okay. I mean, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. uh, What what was it called? Cook Island. Um, Cook Island. Mm -hmm. The tribe called Mangia. Yeah, they have sex mentors. So I thought that that was interesting. Um, Right. I was like, oh, okay. Um, And then in India, and I cannot pronounce this place. It's called like Chattisgarh. Um, There's a tribe that has um, a no-string sex. So every year the the Muria tribe in this part of India celebrates Go tool, and it's a festival where the local teens learn all about songs, dances, folklores, and sex. And then at nightfall, the girls drink liquor, natural liquor, because mm-hmm. um, they believe that it helps them prevent pregnancy. And then they head off to a mixed gender dormitory where they practice premarital sex, um, sometimes with a single partner, sometimes with several. Um, and then um, teens are paired off in monogamous relationships. And others, Mm -hmm. they're discouraged from becoming emotionally attached to their partners. And then those who sleep together for more than three nights are punished. So, yeah. So if Um, you like it a little too much,
0: you're getting punished?
1: So I guess so. Um, They're called, the tribe is what they call economically homogenous, and they work as a collective. So if a girl does get pregnant, the baby is adopted by the whole village. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So you have that, and then in Cambodia, there's a tribe that builds. Um, it builds their girls love huts. Yeah. Oh.
0: Like uh, lo- by love hut, do you mean like almost like a
1: um, brothel type of thing? So what they do is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. huts. So, right. So the mom and the dad um in this particular tribe i think it's called Creong or something they used to build their daughter's huts where they can acquaint themselves with any local boy who takes their fancy until they find the one that they want to marry basically um and then traditionally the man would sit on the steps of the hut and woo his prospective partner with music if she liked him she'd invite him in sometimes for a few nights months or or even years um Yeah, then they'd either marry or they're part ways. And that would that would just be it. Mhm. Yep. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So wow. <laughs> Oh, and then here in America. Okay. Here in America. Um in Brooklyn, um, polyamory is on the rise in Brooklyn. So um there are small communities in countries like in Europe and North America and in Oceania. But in Brooklyn, the practice of having multiple lovers has turned into a full blown social scene um, that I was reading. And the practice takes its roots from the 60s counterculture crowd that rejected traditional mainstream values um, and politics. And they, uh, and they set up um, sex positive communes where everyone shared everything, including partners. So that's on the rise in Brooklyn, New York. But you'll never see, like, it's not just put out there like that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they look like you or me, so you would never really know. So they're doing that in Brooklyn. So those are just a few. I mean, there's a lot more. Um, There's a place in Niger where they have the wife-stealing tribe. Um, There's a place in Alabama that has a lesbian village. Um in Iran, they have what's called a temporary marriage, so there's a lot of different ones, but that's just one of that's some of the stuff that I wanted to kind of share with you guys because you know we we're so tab- we, you know we have all these taboos, but then there's these countries who are doing um these different things uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> within their own um tribes and communities so I just wanted to share that. That's my tea.
0: That was very, very interesting tea. That was very interesting tea. I learned
1: (laughs) (laughs) quite a bit. Hopefully our listeners did too. So,
0: I mean, a a part of this sex series I did want to say is um, I just hope this gets you all to thinking about things that you do, um, opening up. Knowing that you can freely and comfortably talk about sex, sex is not something like we talked about last week, something to be ashamed of, something Mm -hmm. that you need to be quiet about. Um, Mm -hmm. As far as this episode goes, um, being kinky, having kinks and fetishes, whether big or small, it's not uncommon. There is not just you, but a whole lot of you out there probably doing the same exact thing that you like, so I mean, right, do what makes you satisfied again, as long as you're mm-hmm. consensual with another consenting adult and you know they're not underage and you're not harming any animals, and right, you know, right, you know, things, things like that. Because, and that's another thing, I think in some parts of the world, animal play is like they do that. But that's a whole other thing. Um,
1: I haven't found that one. Please God, I don't want to. Yeah, that
0: one. I th- I thought that you were gonna bring that up because um I forgot where it is, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but I just wanted to say, like you know, what you consider a taboo of yours may not be truly and honestly a taboo. You know, right? Um, and I feel like you were really. Actually, pretty PG because there's a lot of things that we didn't right. touch on as far as people like mm-hmm. peeing on people.
1: Oh yeah, yep.
0: you know people peg. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. You know, a whole there's a whole bunch of things that people are into. There are so many things <laughs> that oh. a lot of people do, and the most oh, important yeah. part is just to know that there are, you know, is. Funny as you may feel about it or it's uncomfortable as you may feel about it, and mm-hmm. may decide to hide it in a sense because you like it um you know just talk to somebody, just talk to your partner, right. let them know how you're feeling what you want to um explore or um i guess attempt to explore maybe as a suggestion and mm-hmm. Just put it out there and be comfortable in your sexuality and own it. And right. life is too short to not do things that you want to do and be satisfied. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's all I wanted yeah. to say. So, I hope you guys are enjoying the sex series. We will be back next Tuesday um, next with Tuesday. another sex series. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing? I don't know. You're You're crazy. <laughs> so I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm
1: next Tuesday. Next yeah. Tuesday. Bye. A Mecca Medina production.